Hi, everyone. We um, are doing an impromptu live real quick. Um, Christina couldn't make it on the last live that we did with um, Neil. So we just wanted to go ahead and jump on today because there was a couple updates and things going on with Christina. So we just want to um, keep in the loop with everybody and let you all know um, yeah. some behind the scenes stuff. Exactly. So, before we get started, um, just want to say hi to everybody and to thank you guys for all being in the group and thank you for another year with us. I can't believe it. it's three years now. Time is just flying. And um, thank you guys all for watching the, the interview we did with Neil. And um, thank you guys all for joining. This has been like such a crazy year and we um, haven't been nearly as active as I would like, but um we really just want you to know that we're thankful that you guys have joined the Facebook group and joined the uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we've had a lot of new people this year. So um, for everyone new, welcome. And thank you guys for being here. And um, with that, I'll pass it over to you, Christina. Yeah. Yeah. And just ditto on what uh, Helen said, you know, just really appreciate everyone. And um you know, hopefully we'll be able to get back to a regular schedule eventually. But, um, you know, I've had a lot of personal issues that have been impacting my ability to help Helen out um, as much as I used to. So just wanted to kind of bring everyone up to speed. So um, my mom has been sick for several months and uh, been in and out of the hospital very regularly, um, sometimes for up to six weeks at a time. So, um, and now she requires 24 uh, seven care. So that's been something that's um, changed in my life this year. So it's, you know, really limited my ability to put out a lot of content like I used to in the merch money group. And I'm hoping to eventually get back to that more because I know that uh, that's why you guys are here, you know, for some great content. So, um, and then on a personal level um, about uh, three weeks ago, I think it was, um, I went for my annual like women's appointment, you know, um, that we all get to do every year. And, um, because I turned 40 a couple of years ago, so I'm actually 42 now, I just turned 42 this year. Um, I started, uh, having annual mammograms and, um, basically, um, my, you know, annual mammogram, uh, turned out abnormal. So I had to go back in for some additional imaging, um, and an ultrasound and, um, they, you know, didn't necessarily like what they saw. Um, there was, uh, there's a spot in my right breast and, um, my lymph node near that spot, uh, is enlarged. So I had a biopsy, last week, I think it was, <laughs> I'm starting, my weeks are starting to run together, everyone, I apologize. Um, so had a biopsy and um, unfortunately did get the results back. And I do have something called lobular breast cancer. Um, they're not really sure what stage yet, um, because this cancer um, typically forms in lines rather than masses. So it's much more difficult to see on a mammogram or an ultrasound. Um, so my next step is basically um, an MRI. 
um, to see if this is uh, in both breasts or if it's in just one. MRI can pick up on this a little bit better uh, than a mammogram can. So um, I was actually supposed to go today for that MRI, but uh, as many of you know who probably have had your own health issues, insurance companies like to deny everything first time around to hopefully save themselves some money. But um, so uh, my my surgeon is, you know, working on getting that approved and everything. I can't believe um, that. Like, I know. With everything else, it's like, then you got to fight with the insurance company. Yes. But, man. Yes. Yes. So once they uh, get that approved, I'll go in for that. Um, and the other piece of the puzzle, because I am young and um, because of this particular type of cancer, um, it's often seen as uh, genetic, like there's a genetic component. Um, so um, I'll be going through some genetic testing to look for the, um, I think some of you may know it as like the BRCA uh, gene or whatever. Um, it's an indicator that you were um, at high risk for breast cancer. So, um, so I'll be going through that. That process will take a few weeks, probably two to three weeks. Um, and uh, worst or best case scenario. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mario. And thank you, Christine. Um, so uh, best case scenario, maybe I'll only need what's called like a lumpectomy where they'll remove the, the spot in the right breast and um, they'll remove the lymph nodes in that area. Um, and that's if they don't see it anywhere else. And that's if I don't have the genes for it. Um, if I do have the genes for it, then um, kind of worst case scenario would be a double mastectomy and a total hysterectomy um, because this cancer is... Um, they call it multifocal and bilateral. So I guess what that means is that um, I guess cancers normally will start in one spot and kind of spread out from there. Well, this type of cancer can start in multiple spots at the same time um, and in multiple parts of the body. So, um, and it's very typical to have it in the breast and in the ovaries. So, um, so that's, you know, that's kind of like, worst case scenario, it sounds like at this point, hopefully. Um, but once I have, you know, more information, I'll obviously share, I'm still going to try to be as active as I can in the group. And I'll try to make it on to the shows as I can. Um, but these appointments that they're having me go through, um, or sometimes very last minute. So, um, you know, I may get a call today and say, hey, the surgeon wants to see you later today to discuss something. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, so a lot of my schedule is very unpredictable right now um, with myself and with my mom. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you've so. been through so much. So just like what Mario and Christine said, we all are rooting for you and praying for you. And, um, you have been so strong through so many things. I can't believe all the things that you've had to go through. And you're just so strong. And like, nobody would even know you, you've had um, I struggles that. with health and struggles with your mom and all kinds of stuff. So um, yeah. thank you. Thank you for everything you've already done for the group too. You've already done a lot. Um, thank you. And, you know, that's why I think I wanted to come on and just share this because I know everyone out there is going through their own struggles. And sometimes you feel alone in that and you feel like, yeah. why me? And 
why is this all happening to me? And I feel like I'm the only one going through this and everything. But, um, you know, everyone is fighting these things in their lives, these yeah. struggles. And, um, you know, even though I come in with a smile every day and all of yeah. that good stuff, you know, um, there are things going on behind the scenes, but you can't let that, you know, get you down. And um, you just got to keep pushing forward. And, you know, and if even anything, if it thing, go ahead. I was just gonna say, even if it does get you down, that's okay, too. Like you get yes, back up, like you, it's, you, every day throughout the day, you keep having restarts. Like Yes. <laughs> and, exactly. and you can allow yourself to be sad sometimes too, or, or yes. get away for a couple days or, um, take a walk yes. or, you know, go out in nature. It's hard right now. It's getting colder, but it's uh, by me, it's beautiful with all the leaves changing and everything. Oh, um, yeah. So sometimes things like that can help. Um, yeah. That but, reminds me when I, this is one part I didn't share is that when I did get the news initially that it was probably cancer. And this was like after the second mammogram and the ultrasound and, you know, the doctor came into the room and I could tell by the way he was talking to me, he's like, okay, this mass has all of the characteristics of cancer. Yeah. We need to do a biopsy, all of this stuff. That was at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday by six o'clock that night, I was on a plane to Florida <laughs> Because I felt like it just kind of caught me off guard, you know, and I was like, seriously, like one more thing on my plate yeah. right now, like I can't handle this. So I thought, okay, you know what, I just need to get away for a few days, I had to wait a week for my biopsy. I'm like, okay, if I'm sitting at home, I'm going to just be worrying about this. I'm going to go to my happy place, which my happy place is the beach. <laughs> so, so, Me uh, too. yeah. So I booked a last minute flight to Destin, Florida, spent a week on the beach down there, came back with an amazing attitude. It just totally refreshed me. And you know, I, I just, sometimes you need to do things like that for yourself. Yeah. It's like self-care. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to keep putting this stuff off. I'm just going to do it now, you know, and, and just yeah. take care of myself and get myself back mentally. So, yeah. um, yeah. And I think and, we all tend to overanalyze like how people are going to take that. Like if we need a break, um, obviously like cancer, like everybody assumes you're going to need a break. Christina's like, no, I'm going to still go live and do all the different things. But sometimes if it's a lesser thing than that, we try to push through and never take breaks. But this year, both of us have taken several breaks throughout the year yeah. and the world didn't end. Like literally nobody really, it's okay. Like <laughs> nobody really worried if we missed a few Mondays. So I think just remember that for yourself. Like it's always a bigger deal in your own head. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've each had our own things. I had several different things, nothing to the extent of cancer or any of the, the problems Christina's had, but just, um, just various things. I mean, I, I tend to struggle with depression. So certain things throughout the year, this is kind of a tough year for everyone in general. So if you are ready kind of struggle, it was a little bit harder. Um, so I, I struggle with that. I, um, you know, even just struggled with my relationship at the beginning of the year. Um, we, we both disagreed on, on whether we needed to quarantine or not quarantine. My stepson has pretty severe, um, uh, health risks and challenges and things and asthma and a lot of different, uh, problems. So to me, it was like, we got to keep him safe. But to my husband, he, um, 
didn't want to. And uh, he, my stepson ended up having to stay at his mom's for several months um, just to, because uh, uh, the whole state was sort of um, on lockdown. So it ended up being like this huge fight between me and my husband where he felt like it was my fault. Like somehow I had convinced um, his ex to keep Henry the whole time during the lockdown. Like it was all my fault. I didn't, I didn't never talk to her. Like I didn't say anything to her, um, but I had just been trying to keep, uh, keep him from taking him everywhere because he could very easily get sick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, you never know what's going to start it, but just the disagreement on how to deal with the quarantine. I think a lot of people have struggled with that where it's like, yes. just how to react to it. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Like sometimes within a family, you could disagree on how to react to all of it. So, you know, I was struggling with that, like worried about like, are we going to get break up? Are we going to stay together? Like it was very stressful for me in the beginning of the year. And then, um, and then now it, we're going to be um, moving. So my husband's been going through the warrant officer training and he has, he graduated. So he's a warrant officer in the national guard, um, but he has a six month training. And it's the first time that we've ever had to move with the military. Cause most of the time he's in the national guards and he normally just goes on weekends or a couple weeks. Um, but this time it's a long enough training that, um, it's a long enough training that, oh, Katie's watching. <laughs> so this is Henry's mom. Thank you, um, Katie. Oh, yeah. So yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so thank you for watching. Um, oh, what was I saying? So it's the first time that's a long enough training that um, we might actually move with him. So that's a whole nother thing to think about. Like, yeah. are we gonna move? Am I gonna stay here? Um, so Katie's watching. Katie, we haven't officially planned, decided. So <laughs> I don't even know if she knows when the training is. This is all brand new. Um, it starts in March, Katie, instead of May. I was thinking it was gonna be May. So it's March to September. So that's coming up soon to decide like, are we gonna rent out the house? Are we gonna move? Um, so that's added stress. Uh, but anyway, Christina's is, is obviously way more, but the, the point was just that a lot of people are going through stress this year, including us. So we just wanted to be as, um, you know, just as open as possible. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of, not even just for the fact of being transparent, but just for the fact of, um, sharing our struggles with you guys so you know you're not alone like yes. sometimes in these kind of groups it feels like everyone's doing so well and everyone's making millions of dollars and but there's so much else going on behind the scenes and try, you know life is just hard and this particular year has hit people hard in a lot of different ways so um it has yeah, yeah. so and one other thing I want to just remind everyone of, if you are a woman, make sure that you're getting your annual pap smears. And if you're a woman over 40, make sure that you're getting your annual mammograms. Um, you know, some health systems and some places don't like to start it until age 50. Um, but a lot of times they will uh, approve it if as long as you're over age 40. 
Um, and then for men, um, again, same thing, men age 40 and up um, should have annual prostate exams for the same reason. So, yeah. um, you know, use this as a learning experience and, you know, just make sure that you're getting those things done. I know it's easy to forget about them and say, you know, I'm not feeling any symptoms. I'm not feeling bad, so I don't need to go. Um, well, I'm not feeling bad either. So I don't have really any symptoms yeah. um, to speak of. So, you know, just make sure you're doing that. And then one last thing, you know, that I want to say is that, you know, I know that, um, you know, the, the state of the U.S., has been just crazy this year, you know, politically and just all of this conflict and things like that. And um, one thing that I have noticed since I've quote become a cancer patient, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm we're only blocking over it, like, oh yeah, she has cancer, no big deal. I know like, oh, so, it's so hard yeah. to like convey, like, oh my god, yeah. But oh. it's you know what? The worst part for me is the way that people are treating me, which you would think that, you know, a lot of people would like that, but like, um, it's weird when, when you, when someone thinks you have cancer, they treat you completely differently. It's, it's yeah. more of a loving and a kind way. So if anything, use this as an opportunity to, to treat everyone in your life like that all the cancer time. Patient. All yes. the time. Yes. Treat everyone, everyone that you come in contact with, like they're a cancer patient. You know, how would you treat them? You would be kind to them. You would be respectful. You would be loving. You know, there's just too much fighting and hate right now. And like I said, this has been the one thing that I've noticed, like even at the doctor's office, you know, not that doctor's offices are bad, but like sometimes they get a little snippy with you, you know, and they they're short with you. Oh no, not now. Like they go <laughs> out of their way to be like overly kind to me. And it's like, geez, I wish you could have been like this, like, all you know, time. all the time. And I, you know, it makes me feel bad because I see how they treat me versus how they treat someone else who doesn't have cancer. And it's not fair, you know, no. so, so that's just something I've noticed and I'll continue to share my observations and my journey with everyone. Um, but that's yeah, a very, that's very good point. And I've never experienced it from that point of view, but I remember like switching from being a manager at a retail store to being a manager at a bank night and day, how people treat you, even managers. Right. Like if you're a manager to retail, you still don't get treated very well. Like even if you're the manager, right. it's kind of just like, you are going to do this for me. And you know, like that's how people approach the manager at the bank. It's like, ma'am, can you please, like, they're very like more like right. almost like begging instead of demanding and they're much nicer and uh, give you a lot more respect um, than if you're a manager to retail stores. Same with like exactly. types of restaurants. Like if you are working at a fast food, you're going to get treated one way. If you're working yeah. at an upscale restaurant, you're going to be treated a different way. It's the same thing. You're serving food and whatever. But anyway, right. try to treat everyone like they are a human being who yes. is going through life the best they can. Yes. Cause you don't see that. You wouldn't look at me on the street and yeah. think that I have cancer. 
Exactly. And so the every person that you come in contact with is dealing with their own issues, is dealing, yeah. potentially dealing with depression and anxiety and who knows all what's going on in their life. They could be a cancer patient. They could yeah. be, they could be terminal. Who knows? Yeah. You know, so just treat everyone like you know, like a human being, like you said, so like, you know, drop the, you know, it's just, I I hope that that's something that everyone takes away. So yeah. Yes. Oh, I love Katie's, Katie's comment. There we go. She said, we have no idea of other struggles. Treating them with kindness costs us nothing. That is absolutely. And that is exactly how Katie lives her life. She's an amazing person. And she's always treated me with kindness, which is not easy to do. Um, so Aww. she's a role model for how to treat stepmoms. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Katie. And thank you so much for for um, supporting everyone and being kind to everyone. Yes. Yes. And thank you all for tuning in and thank you all for your kind comments and support and prayers and all of that. So I really appreciate it. Oh, so now, now Katie's <laughs> crying. That's not good. <laughs> no, she's amazing. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. And, and thank you, Christina. You are always an inspiration and um, just amazing person. Oh, so. Thank you, Helen. You are too. So <laughs> thank you. All right. We'll see you guys all soon. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone.